Hello. 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 Hiya. Good evening. Um, it's Hello, Monday. Essex. Get amongst <laughs> it. Yeah, let's get our fucking Only Ways Essex VTubers out for this one. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. Hello. I'm, I'm Joey Essex, and welcome to Call of Duty. Um, yeah, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Um, it's Monday. We're back at it. We're back at it. The boys are reunited. Reunited. And I'm not going to finish that in case we get DMC'd. Um, and it so... feels so all right. Um, yeah, feels, feels Yeah, funny. here we are. When, when, when was the last time we recorded together? Uh, two weeks ago. I just want to say, just, just before we continue, Jeez. that um, everyone I've met from Essex in my lifetime has been just a joy. Why, why do you have to say that? Hey. I just feel like, uh, just in case I, anyone we're, thinks we're insulting the only way is Essex there, just, just do oh, it. I've never actually seen an episode of the only way is Essex, so I just know Essex people talk. No, they, they, they do talk funny, I'm sorry. Um, oh, so yeah, people... it's a silly accent, just the same as like our accent is probably silly to them. But like, they just seem like they seem like the only like southern accent who are like really friendly and happy to just be there. At least it's. Um... At like if someone it's... from Essex came up to me and was like, do you come on this bus going to trip to Magaluf? I'd be like, yes. You seem like, you're making this seem like this is going to change my life. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like, Birmingham's the worst. Birmingham's like, undeniably the worst accent in the UK. I'm not gonna, right. I'm not gonna say it's the worst. I have my own opinions on what's the worst accent, but, um, no, I just, I, I just don't like the Birmingham accent. It just feels like, it feels like no matter what you say, you sound like you are having the worst day of your life. Bloody love roller coasters, me. This is great. <laughs> no, 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 I'd, I'd say, I'd say for dudes, absolutely. But like, more feminine people with a, a Burmese accent. I'm so can, glad they, we got married. They can sound enthusiastic. <laughs> Um, the only thing that um, that weirds me out is they pronounce my name, which is Gary, as Garoy, which is Gary, Gary, Gary. Ricky. Let's, let's move. Let's move on to. Um, Where's Bianca from? She's not. I should probably formally apologise from, from London, probably for there being no episode last week, as it is entirely my fault. Um, I shame on you. So I'll I'll tell you the whole story. It was Saturday evening, right about nine PM. Good time. I had just gotten a packet of uh squigglies out of the fridge. Now what squigglies are yeah, are the little bite sized versions of curly whirlies. Oh that's um, okay, no, I am not gonna spoil the story, but that explains everything. Yeah, and yeah. I thought like any like so basically it's like a thin layer of chocolate over some caramel. Obviously, if you leave caramel in the fridge, it gets pretty hard. Um, usually, I would wait a bit for them to, you know, soften. But I was feeling myself. It was Saturday night. I was getting booked while playing video games. And I uh, tried to eat one, and it just grafted itself onto my tooth. And as you do, you, like, just try and push it off your tooth with oh, your yeah. tongue or do some suction and uh it pulled an entirety of a filling out leaving a gaping hole in one of my teeth oh no and so uh the nerve was exposed had a hell of a time was in a lot of pain um couldn't get a dentist because it was a saturday night and no dentists are open on a sunday at least none of them around here 
Uh, we tried phoning 111, which is the emergency line, couldn't get through. This is a, a non-stop waiting list. I think Laura stayed on the phone for about 35 minutes at one point. So we were just like, you know what, I'll... We'll, we phoned up um, Laura's uh, mom, who is a nurse, and she pointed us towards a chemist where you can get like a temporary putty that you can put in for like 48 hours. Oh, um, gosh. So I did that. It was great, actually. Like It, it was just like, you know, um, when the dentist puts in like the white filling stuff that's sort of like a little bit chalky until they can get you in for the proper like solid filling. It was just that, but over the counter. Um, so that was fine. I was able to eat and all that stuff. And then I tried to get a um, a dentist appointment the following week. Nowhere was taking them. My usual dentist, because um, of COVID and all that stuff, and I haven't been in a while because I'm an idiot and I don't go to the dentist as much as I should. Um, they were like, oh, we don't have the capacity. We're not taking on NHS patients. I was like, great. Phone drowned. Everywhere was full. I eventually got through to a private dentist in Gosforth. Which, if you don't in South Gotham, sorry, um, not the fancy part of yep. Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> yep. and then they were like, "Oh yeah, fine, we can get you. We don't have any appointments next uh, this week, but we can get you in on the the twenty third, and that'll be um fifty eight quid." And I was like, "That's that, not ideal. That doesn't sound that's awful, not too bad. Though. It doesn't." Yeah. But then I found out on the website after reading afterwards that's just for the checkup. That's that's literally just a consultation fee. Yeah, that's not for the the emergency procedure. Um, so, and then I looked on the website for the actual treatment. It was going to be 650 quid, but that's not the worst part because that's not the, uh, the treatment I ended up having because I thought I just have to replace the filling. Um, so I, I phoned up my parents to see if like, cause I know my dad goes to the dentist a lot, but to see if like he knew a way to get me in, he was like, no, sorry, but, um, uh, there's a dentist up the road who was taking patients last time I checked. So I tried them, they were full. And then I just basically got a, a fucking phone book out and just started phoning all the dentists. And I managed to find one in Heaton. Um, and I went there. It was great. They got me in. They were like, I said, it's an emergency appointment. I'm in a lot of pain. I've got this like temporary putty in. It won't hold. Um, and they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We can get you in at 2 o'clock today. So I was like, great, went there. Um, I was expected to get a filling. Um, he takes an x-ray and goes, nah, it's fucked, mate, it needs to come out. I'm like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> he didn't actually say that. He said that in a much as way. He's a great guy. Um, he's now my permanent dentist, I guess, because I signed up and everything. <laughs> um, and he's like, we'll have to take the tooth out because it's just fucked. I was like, oh, shit, fair enough. I told work I was only going to be away an hour just to get some filling. in. Um, so did that. And he could only get half of it out because I'm British and my teeth are fucked. Um, so he's like, I could only get um, half the tooth out. I'm going to re- give me the details of your GP. I'll recommend you on to get like the rest of it removed by a proper dental surgeon because we just don't have the time to do it today. And I'll arrange a follow-up appointment later on. I was like, okay, great. Sorry for all the hassle. He's like, no, it's absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. Great guy. Um so yeah, Great and so I was missing the tooth for most of the week, still am, um, in incredible pain. Um, so yeah, and that was, by the time it got to the weekend, I was still in a lot of pain um, and couldn't do the pod. So 
Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much yeah. Um, my experience with it was I just got a message from Gary, and he's like, "Do you mind if I put it off? Like I'm in immense pain. <laughs> like, I'm dying. Yeah, I don't oh England I fucking won. Come on, England. <laughs> come on, England. I mean, I mean, come on. We, we we can talk about that next, but um, just to just to talk about you two for a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so week before that, you guys know I moved. Um, yeah. moved apartment. I now live in a big city um it's great i like it mm-hmm. i'm getting i'm at that stage now where i've got like most of the stuff i need but i'm still sort of like finding reasons not to unpack the last of my boxes because i'm like oh i'll do it today and i'm like uh, oh, you know what i'm in pain no <laughs> or like oh there's something to do no but i'm getting there i got my uh my lovely lovely non-sponsored by the way prints from um is it Coasters, Kyosters, Kyosters? Kyosters, because it's Kyosters, that's clean. the one. I don't know how you pronounce it. Coasters um, with a Q, nice. Coasters with a Q, yep. Um, lovely stuff. Got them up on the wall. Got uh, some nice frames. Put um, the Uncut Gems one and the um, Stop Making Sense one up on the wall, looking lovely. Yep. Um, and this is the first, the first time I've moved into a place I've really like, felt like making it my own. I I've really wanted to like you know put things up and sort things out so yeah feeling feeling good but then uh, I was all excited to pod with my new internet and stuff and then uh, this guy goes and eats a fucking hard curly whirly yeah and fucks everything up for everyone poor show braver than any warrior <laughs> I took that fight <laughs> even though I was at a clear disadvantage yeah, yeah, took that fight. <laughs> I stared down that squiggly, and I was like, you know what? No, someone has to that, stand up to you. It is the worst, though. Like, I, I really, I really, really hate when like you get like a little thing in your teeth, like whether that's like a bit of caramel, or it's like a bit of fat, or something like that. You know, if you've been eating like bacon or whatever, and it, it feels like the end of the world. Like, yeah. if you can't get it out immediately, like this is it. Like this is my entire lower shelf of teeth coming out. <laughs> like yep. this, this little bit is stuck behind there, and every time I go and get it out, it's not moving. It's over. It's <laughs> it's the end of the line for me. But then you know, it either comes out or uh, stuff like what happened to you happens, yep. which is interesting. Um, but as we were about, as I was well about to segue into, I'm glad. You, also, just to be nice, I'm glad you're actually feeling better. Like. As much as I take the piss. I'm I mean, I still haven't got in for the surgery to remove the rest of the teeth. I'm currently sitting with stitches in my gums, which don't hurt because I'm on a lot of painkillers. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad so everything's yeah, there's fine. A, there's a chat. I'm off. Uh, I'm off work after this week for two whole weeks. Ooh, I've got nice. a. I've got a horrible feeling. I'm finally going to get everything sorted right at the start of that. I don't mind if I get it sorted at the end of those two weeks because, like. If I'm at work from that point on, I'll be yeah, at home. I'll be right. fine. But, but you like, don't want I'll... it to like be in the like have recovery during days after you. Like that's yeah, not... I, want to, I want to enjoy my time off. Um, but yeah, and to tell you the worst part, dear viewers, this week, this past week, just gone. It's my birthday. I know. I had to I deal with this on my birthday. That's it's it's so it's just very very unlucky, as is like pretty much the case, like all the time. Right, yeah. like it's it's just very very unlucky. This shit always happens when you don't want it to. It's like I I was going to I was uh, saying beforehand, um, when I was gonna do my uh, nose operation, 
right? Yeah. Um, to like fix my septum and stuff. They planned it and they were like, okay, it's going to be this week. So I would have one operation week. Then I would have the like follow up, you know, like the suck all the shit out of my nose or whatever. Um, and then I would be sort of discharged. And that is when I would move to the city. And I was yeah. like, that's perfect. Great timing. I'm at home with my parents. Lovely. Um, and then they called me like a couple of days before it was meant to be. And we're like, someone messed up. It's not going to be that date anymore. Like, okay, dude. Like, okay. So it's always like nothing can go perfectly right. Nothing, nothing can go as intended ever. So it's not going to happen. But um, if you want, I do have a piece of string um, and a comical little car that I can maybe help get your teeth out with. No, you see what happened was um, the top of the tooth's gone. One of the roots is out. It's the root that they couldn't quite get out. So, you know, yeah, like put some, a little bit of string around it. Some teeth up. I can't because it's in my gum. Put a little bit of string around it and get Stuart Little to. I've put a little bit of string around you, mate. Right. I've get had Stuart quite little, enough of this. Get Stuart Little to pull it out. Fuck Stuart Little. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck Stuart Little and his tiny little car. But regardless of the pain of the past week, I had a great birthday. Yeah, but you know what wasn't great? Come on, England. <laughs> on my birthday as well. My birthday's on the 18th, and that's when England played Scotland. And it was one of the, the most boring, boring football games football of all game time. I've ever seen, yeah. So I um as as dear uh, dear listeners, you may know, um I'm not really a big football guy, right? Like I, I can enjoy it, um, especially like uh international competition. Yeah. Like international competition is where I get like into it. That's where I'm like, you know what? This shit this shit slaps. Like yeah. I really, I, I'm really interested. I really invested because I think some some people, um, some like leftist uh, Twitter folks that I follow, have put it really perfectly. Like the entire year, I'll, I'll criticize the country and stuff like that, of course. And then like as soon as it's the Euros, though, my little England yep. little fucking Saint George's bucket hat comes on, and I'm yeah. like, <laughs> come on, England, you know, like it's it's nice to have that like symbol of unity for a bit, you know, like a little yeah. Everyone getting behind it, and, and everyone's been really good here as well. Like we had, uh, you know, there were Scotland fans in the house yeah. and, uh, and stuff, and no, no bad vibes. Just, just it was win win for me, really. As someone who doesn't like England as a country, if Scotland would have beaten us, I would be like, ha ha. Oh, but I'm like, also half Scottish, yeah, so I don't give but a like, shit. But it was annoying that it was just such a boring game. You know what I mean? Uh, there was just no, there was nothing interesting about it. Very yeah. boring. But also, that also that does mean. The England are going to get absolutely pagged probably tomorrow night. Um, yeah, we basically we had a chance in the like when, when so we won our first game, which was not this Sunday, gone the Sunday beforehand against Croatia, mm. which were obviously the team that knocked us out of the World Cup. I know everyone who loves sports listening right now is having a whale of a time me recounting this. I know, but, right? Um, yeah, I always feel like uh, so it was nice to beat them and get that, and then we were like, okay, like we've we've slain that boogeyman, we're going to be fine. And then we just started playing like Scotland. Shit. But like, we had the chance to have complete unity across the United Kingdom. We had a chance because if if we played well and beat Scotland, and it was a good match, and everyone was like, "Yeah, we won." England feeling good. Scotland come in usually with not too big high expectations. So as long as they played well, they would have been like, yeah, okay, valiant effort. Everyone would be fine. Yeah, everyone's And then happy. Love Island starting up again. So the half of England that doesn't watch football but loves would Love, have Love Island, Island ready, yeah. would have been hyped as shit. The and summer, you can't lose with Love Island as Summer well. would be going. Summer would be in full swing. 
I don't... everyone's having a good time. But no, now we're stuck in this situation where yeah. we have an England game tomorrow um, when we're recording this. That we don't know what it's going to be like. Um, it's it, it's weird because I was thinking the same thing. Like mm. we, the game that we won was probably the one that was the scariest in the entire group. Yeah. And then the game that was probably the least scary in the entire group, not even probably, it was the least scary in the entire group, we just didn't do anything. So I don't know. And I did see that just for, for those that I, I love this because I love talking as if I know it. I, I love talking about sports as if I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like I, I will not be that guy that's like, so can I ask you a question about this? I'm just going to pretend I know it. So yeah. uh, Chilwell and Mount are out, um, which should you know put some changes to the lineup. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently, they, apparently they're not allowed to uh, play hmm. um, after one of the Scottish players got a positive COVID test. Yeah. Um, two of the guys that were like seen very in close contact with him are not allowed to play. Jesus. Uh, and that's Ben Chilwell and Mason Mount, who I haven't seen or heard of them doing anything crazy, so maybe it's a good thing. No, Mason Mount's decent. Um, so basically the story behind him, and I know everyone who cares about, doesn't care about sports, can have a way all the time of me recounting this. Um, so basically he started off in, I don't know if I'm completely right with this, but I think it was Derby County, and he was showing flares of being like really good. Um, Frank Lampard, who was the manager at the time, took him to Chelsea when he got the Chelsea job. Then he was sort of like young, a bit green and stuff, but like he was showing promise that he's really coming to his own over the past few years. Um, so he's like a, a, a nice success story from like the lower leagues. Um, I'd like to see him do well, but obviously, don't know if he'll uh, get a game in if he's put at quarantine. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of so I, I don't really, obviously, I don't really know the old foot, the old togger very well. Um, but from what I was watching the stuff, it feels like. It feels like England always do this, and it's always like a, yeah, like on paper we're good, but we're not going to play our best team. We're going to like hold back a bit and not play like the full top lineup, and let's just hold back. And like, but like even even when you kind of need to win games, like no, let's hold back a bit. Like, like why? Just just play like the best team that you've got, and like pagger them, and then you can take people off and rest them. Like yeah, it was weird because in the Scotland in the Scotland game, um, the only person who seemed to want to win it all was Phil Foden, and then they took him off. And you're like, mm. like yeah, yeah, like everyone was like... basically for those who who don't follow football, everyone in their dog up until he was put on was like, oh, I don't know why, why aren't they starting Jack Grealish? He can make stuff happen. He's going to make stuff happen. They brought him on, and the game got more boring. Yeah, and he didn't do anything. Like, wh- why is no one doing anything? Like, I, I was, I, I don't know. Do you reckon it could have just been a thing where they were just like, fuck it. Like, let's just, it's Scotland, who cares? Let's just not waste any energy. Yeah, it basically what happened in Scotland, which didn't bite us in, in the arse as much as last time we did it. But it's when we look past teams, we play terribly. We When we got to the semi-finals of the World Cup, we were like, it's only Croatia. Okay, let's, what's it going to be like to face France in the final? And then Croatia were like, uh, guys, you have to play this game, you know. Yeah, if you're not going it, to, we're just going to beat you. So. That's the thing. It, it it looked like they just didn't care enough. Like, are they just like holding their like, um, are they are they just holding like 
their uh what do you call it strats or energy or something like that just for see that would make sense if it was like the final game before the um knockout stages so basically they play three games just you know this one just for the listeners benefit they play three games and you score as many points as you can in order to get through to a more favorable position and if you win the first and the second game then use like try hard to win those two and then play on the last stop, game right just like chill out then because then you've got like the space to like just calm down and keep your players fresh for the next round so pretend, potentially they could have been like what like do you reckon because they think scotland was the weakest team that they were just like well let's do that for this one and then yeah probably i mean but then again we could just be making up excuses here as england fans as we always do we do um, yes. and maybe they were just shit maybe they were just shit and yeah, they, they, they just were, they were definitely shit but they maybe they were it wasn't that they couldn't be asked maybe they just are shit <laughs> like maybe that's yeah. the case but um tomorrow when we're recording this is going to be uh the last game of um group stages, yeah. the group stage which I, I think at this rate um we're getting beat we should we should qualify at least shouldn't we already like oh we're, we're definitely going to qualify because the euros because there's a lot less teams the top 3 teams in each group go through yeah and i think scotland are at the bottom right yeah and basically I, the the two teams at the bottom um they have one point each, so whoever wins out of their game, and they're playing each other, so whoever wins out of that game is the one that goes through. So there's more um, right... We're already through, but it's like, we'll be in a shit position if we don't do something. We'll get put against a team that'll just steamroll us. And uh, Scotland have lost, what's his name? Billy Gilmore, because of COVID test. Yeah. So they're probably going to get pagged. I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's one of those, though, that I... I am enjoying it. I just feel like as soon as we get to the next round, I'm not going to enjoy it. Like, I, I feel like as we get to the next round, that's when we're just going to get absolutely fucking pagged. Yeah. Like, we're but just like, going to get... Even getting uh, is better than doing nothing. Because then there's, there's the chase of trying to equalize. There's the, the, the added intensity of that. True, but from what from what I've seen of England right now... Yeah. I I just can't see them like um really performing against like France or something like I just I just don't think there's any way like even like Germany and like Portugal and stuff have just been like even though Germany were a bit weird at first they've been banging them out afterwards like I don't know I don't know hey, maybe they will maybe maybe someone will just go come on England and bang the drum and they'll be you know the yeah. morale will go up, and <laughs> like and the, the goals will just start flying. The goals start flying. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're just not getting all their buffs. Like, where's that guy? Is he allowed in? Is he allowed Maybe into the lost stadium? The COVID, you never know. Come on, <laughs> he needs to be there, slamming the drum the whole time. But yeah, like obviously, I'm not a football expert, and everyone on the pitch Same. is a lot more talented than I'll ever be. But sometimes things just don't mesh. Like you get a team full of amazing prospects and they just don't go anywhere i think the the scariest team for me that i've been watching is probably italy because as is the stereotype for italian teams they always field a team full of people where the average age is like 34 
and you'd think that'd be a downside because everyone can outrun them and they all, all look stuff. scary though don't they but like they, they've i think they've been undefeated in the last 30 games or something ridiculous like that because they're all experienced they've all got a wealth of experience playing with different player styles whatever like the manager he put some guy on that was like really old for like the first 20 minutes of a game and his knees were fucked and he had to like come off but like in those 20 minutes he did exactly what he needed to do to let the guy who was replacing them just build on that foundation it's like this they've got this amazing team where it doesn't matter who they substitute or where they put them they just know what to do with each other it and I think that that type of thing only comes with experience, and I think we've shot ourselves at the foot as England because we were like, "Oh, we've got the best crop of young players in years." It was like, but there's no one on the field who's like the older guy is going to like bring them all together. Like in World Cup '98, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Geordie main bias. You had like youngins like Owen Beckham and Paul Scholes and stuff, but then you had Shearer up front who was like. <laughs> Yeah, of course, of, course you, to... of course you're right around the Shearer. <laughs> yeah, then we got out in deck and fucking go on. He's on the ball. But even an Emil Heskey, just someone who's been around and knows like if someone's fucking up or like just running the wrong route, just to be like, uh, but your ideas up, mate, move out. And just stuff like that. But like that. If one thing I've I've learned playing years upon years of football manager is you need a guy who's old as shit, who looks like absolute shit on the stats board, but has the experience to point the actual talented players where they need to go, except in the case of Al Shearer, who was the most talented man on the pitch and was old as shit. <laughs> I mean, what about David Seaman? Shearer! David Spunk. Bring, yeah, he's decent as well, but he's bring, like, bring David Comeback. But he's the keeper, he's all the way at the back. Like, he's not going to be able to tell the strikers what to do, is he? Old Davy Manfat, bring, <laughs> bring, bring him up. David bring, Rope Blaster. Bring, bring him on that 90s goalie jersey back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with all the wild colours and that. Love yeah. that shit. I'm all, I'm all about that. Give, it, give me some of that. God. Yeah, like, like fuck it. Bring David Seaman back. Get, bring Heskey back as well. <laughs> Just bring up, bring all the old guard back. All these new players, they don't know what they're doing, mate. They don't know what they're doing. Put Mario on <laughs> from um, Super Mario as, as well. Super Mario Strikers, good game, Matt. To be fair, good look, good little, uh, good little game. Play a little bit of Togger. Do you ever call it Togger in Newcastle? No, really. No. Oh my! Uh, my brother always called football Togger as a kid. No. It's something that just always, it just always stuck with me. Just uh, playing some. No, I've always it. called it football. However, like my dad is, he used to call it football for some reason. Oh yeah, football is like the it's the Scottish way of saying it. Yeah, and he also referred to the Simpsons as the the Simbos. Let's <laughs> <laughs> watch the Simbos. Um, Speaking the of dads, uh, Father's Day was uh, yesterday. Yeah, happy happy Shout Father's Day dads. to all the dads out there, all the good dads, um, and also to me. For... And some of the bad dads, but bad dads in the term of like, not like bad sunglasses like and leather Hogan. jacket, but they're still yeah. good at their fatherly responsibilities. They're just the baddest dudes with the raddest toods. But <laughs> but not not the like, actual bad dads who like I don't know left you when you were four and. Don't still listen to fucking disturbed. Anyway, no, no, what's the name of that band? That oh, I should know. Oh, how do how is my memory just gone? You're the guys. Status quo. That's it. 
<laughs> Fuck status quo. I got heavy, heavy opinions about status quo. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> the only thing I remember about status quo is them just being on DFS adverts and stuff. Yeah, always. Like they, they, they made all their money off rocking all over the world. I mean, fair play yeah. for that. Like, a hundred percent fair play to these artists that have like one song, and then it's just everywhere, constantly, forever. Oh, mate. Speaking of that, beautiful way, beautiful alley oop, as they say in the basketball world, to me to slam dunk this little to topic. Um, are you aware of um Face Down by the Red Jump Super Apparatus? Um. I, I'm aware of the band name. I f- is that the is that face down ass up? That's the way I like to fuck. No, absolutely not. It's a song about <laughs> d- domestic violence, and it's oh, a great song. Oh, sorry, that's very very different. Yeah, it's yeah, a great but... song though. It's a great. Everyone used to love it on MySpace. Everyone had it as their profile song. I, I think that's probably where I heard it. Yeah, I I had it as my profile song for a little bit. Still like the song. Still holds up. I recently found out this week that they're a Christian rock band. Really. Mm-hmm. I I I found that weird actually that I when people posting their like you know oh my Spotify genres and stuff recently yeah there's people I saw that had like like Christian alternative and stuff like that I'm like yeah. I'm like I'm pretty sure it's not like a a key part of their music I think they yeah. just like I think like you know devout Christian bands like to just label their stuff as Christian music it's not really but they like yeah. they just like to call it that um speaking of music though um not speaking not speaking of edge or christian um we were so we had a board game night on saturday night right nice. and uh i wish you were there to back me up because nobody else was backing me up um not in the board games in the board games i won we played um betrayal betrayal at house on the hill don't know if you ever played that absolute slapper of a game great yeah, board game I, my friends have played it I've never, I've never played it great board game i i found a dog that was my mate and a madman so nice. it was me, the madman, and the dog running around. Cultists trying to heat, hurt me every round. KO'd them. So I was just sparking lads every single round with my motley crew. Great stuff. Um, but whilst we were playing, we were at my mate's house. Shout out to my mate Ali, by the way, for making an incredible spread of like homemade wings, buffalo sauce, like everything, dude. Legend. Um, but we listened to some tunes, and at one point, he was like, oh, shall I put like landfill indie on? And I was like, please don't. Like, uh, I, I can't think of anything worse. Like, it, it, there's just, there's something about, I don't know, you know Landfill Indie, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, th- those, those like, indie songs from the early 2000s in the UK that, you know, they, they, they had one single and they were never heard of again. Yes. Um, those kind of bands, which I was like, you know, I, I'm just, I, I guarantee all these songs are going to suck. The boys were all into them. And I'm just like, man, like, I never want to hear the feeling ever again in my entire life. Yeah, absolutely. I, hear I never want to hear that song. Fill my little world right up. Terrible. Terrible song. Any oh. song by fucking Scouting for Girls as well. I was just dog about shit. to say that. Holy shit. They, they, are the, they are potentially the most dog shit fucking band. Like... No, they I can't remember there. which band it was, but I, I remember the worst. Um, I'm even going to search it on Incognito Browser because I don't want it. Is it Hard Fire? No. They were also shit. No, the shittest song I heard from that area is um, The View, Same Jeans. I fucking oh, hate I that song. I got the same jeans on for four days now. Shit song. 
Yeah. They're all bad. Like that, I think that era of music might be my least favorite. No, it is. It. I think it single-handedly like, killed guitar music in the mainstream. I, I, they managed I, to take something that was on top for so many years and distill it to its most boring. Parts. Well, it was it was weird because indie went two ways around that time. Like indie went the sort of the Arctic Monkeys route, where it was like this is you know very alternative, almost punky, like but with British voices. Yeah, yeah. like you know, it's it, it's it's like punkish alt rock kind of stuff. But then it went the route of no, no, no. It's just it's just pop music with British voices. Like it's just really, really like it's just Britpop again, like Britpop two, and it was horrible. Like scouting for girls, every single one of their songs is the exact fucking same. Yep. Is the exact fucking same, where it's just these like dun 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 piano chords and them saying stupid shit in English. I hate it. I hate it in English in a fucking English accent. You know what I mean, <laughs> like apparently the View who are responsible for the shittest song I've ever heard, um, went on hiatus in 2017 and haven't been heard from since. So all good, good things. Well, well, this is the thing is n- none of them went far at all. I think like some of them had like one or two songs that did all right, but that was it. Or, or maybe like an album that did all right. Like The Feeling, fucking Hard Fi, like all these groups. Um, even To be honest, even fucking things like Kaiser Chiefs and all that shit. Yeah, Where have they gone? Yeah. The Fratellis as well. Yeah. All that shit. Gone. The Zootons. Not... Oh, the Zootons. Fuck the Zootons. I just I hate the name as well. Yeah, Amy Winehouse I... just stole Valerie, and as far as I'm concerned, that's an Amy Winehouse song. Yeah, it's an Amy Winehouse banger, by the way. Because mm-hmm. their song's fucking awful. Like I'm 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 looking up now what the oh is this is this like the fifty top fifty greatest landfill indie songs of all time? Oh god. Mm. I hope it just I hope it gets worse. I hope it's like number one's just really shit. Number one better be the feeling. I fucking hate the feeling. <laughs> I'm telling you how much I hate that song. <laughs> it's really bad. The yeah, feeling it, is really bad. I think the most egregious thing about landfill indie was like at least one hit wonder like pop songs and novelty songs. You can at least dance to them. Well, this is the thing: is like there's, the, the, there's a bunch of those bands that like that kept going. Mm-hmm. Like to to be honest, I don't agree with some of this. I don't agree with like putting Bombay Bicycle Club in this category because like I thought they were all right. I thought they had a couple of all right tracks. Never listened to them. The Zootons definitely. The fucking Kooks. Fuck the Kooks. Oh, I hear the Kooks. So They're shy. The shit. I, again, like I think the all wombats, these bands. Fuck them too. Yeah, the Wombats <laughs> are awful as well. Um, I feel like all these bands had like one song, and then they were just like, "Yeah, I'm just going to keep doing that one song, but change it a little bit, and like people still like it." And that's all they did. They made like one album. And it's all just the same songs. I'm not one to make fun of people's appearances. Dress how you want, look how you want. It's not my business. I look like a leprechaun. Poor. Every frontman of all these indie landfill bands look like the dark universe, dark multiverse versions of the long-haired guy from Tears of Fears. Do you not think so? I, I, yeah, I totally see that. I'm, I'm looking at some of them now, and I'm like, they all look like every single guy that I know from Sixth Form who like shopped at top man like they all look yeah. like the same dude who's like it's the first time like you know he's thought about growing his hair out a bit he's grown it out he's not really done anything with it and he's wearing like one of those little top man button-ups that's all of them pretty much like 
you know they've they've got they've got like longer hair as if they're trying to be a bit rock or a bit alternative but it's they don't know what they're doing with it it's just kind of grown out a bit and they're just like yeah this is this is just my look now god there there are some fucking shit bands on this list the these guys oh the ordinary boys though they were fucking shit yeah and the, that, the funniest thing about that was when that guy went on there. What's that show called? Fuck, it was Buzzcocks, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, and he got cyberbullied. Oh, my God, yeah. He got absolutely bullied. And he, he left, didn't he? He walked off. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine getting bullied by a comedian walking away, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of it's kind of part of it, is it not? Like, yeah, I would expect it. God, what some of these others? Oh, hey, Maximo Park, they were shit. Yeah. And the thing is, he wasn't even, like insulting them or anything it was just reading excerpts from his like ex-girlfriend's autobiography wasn't it yeah i i think he was just yeah rinsing him on the stuff that he's done himself like he said himself yeah. <laughs> like oh no oh no this this list this list is honestly just killing me and on the inside just because i i have a hundred percent danced to these songs when i've been a little bit off my face when i'm younger yeah. but like i know that these songs are just fucking trash like Monster by the Automatic, shit song. Yeah, one of the worst songs of all time. Like potentially, awful, awful song. Razorlight, shit band. Oh. Like, oh, there's, there's so many. Just uh, pigeon detectives. They were shit. They've got shit names as well. None of these names are cool. None of these names are cool at all. Like, just fuck. Uh, and fuck the feeling, by the way. <laughs> just, uh, just, just to bring it back to the feeling. Listen, if you're if you're if you're one of the members of the feeling out there, I hate you. <laughs> Jeez. I, maybe I don't. Maybe that's maybe that's too too far. I'd say but, I hate landfill indie, but not any one like in particular making the music who made the music. I don't know anyone. There could be reasonable dudes. I would have a lot of respect if some of these bands turn around and just be like. Yeah, T W was making money at the time. We thought, what the hell? Well, like, I, yeah, I, I can, like I, I think at that time, like at that time, it was it was Britpop indie basically, and it yep. all fell into the same fucking category. Like you could you could interchange the bands and the songs, and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Like they they were the same anyway. Like it didn't matter at all. It was all the same stuff. Like, oh man, I'm just I'm getting. I'm getting wound up thinking about the feeling and the kooks. Like, let's, uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's move on to something more positive then. Um, speaking of music, I know, she know. <laughs> it's always really like over exaggerated British accents, as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's a fucking, there's a line in a fucking like um, scouting for girls song. There's two two bars that are literally just she's pretty, a fitty. Like fuck off, fuck yeah. you, and fuck that whole genre, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But let's talk about something more positive. Go on, no more, no more talking about the feeling. I've uh, I finally completed my replay through of every single Mass Effect game. Jesus, that's some gaming right there, dude. It is because Andromeda is long as shit. But as a result, I'm confident. I'm going to stand on my word. Um, Andromeda is probably joint. My second favorite Mass Effect. Now that there's had it like a billion patches applied to it. Yeah, you said last time that it owned, right? Yeah, it, it's so good. It's like just playing Star Trek. Like a lot of the missions are just scan things, discover things. And like, uh, I know, like, for me, like, there are some games where I'm just like, I just want to shoot things. 
but like when it's something like sci-fi and I get a chance to just explore the world and like go to different planets and do things. Oh yeah, you're you're a hundred percent. I know you. You're a you're you're a Trek guy. You're like and the a... ending. Like I'm not going to say the ending is everything Mass Effect Three should have been because that was a three game thing and it culminated. There was like it was so much bigger. But the thing is, the ending to Andromeda was so cool because all your decisions played out in the end. So like if you saved some dude or did some dude's quest line. They showed up like in the final battle, like running alongside you with like a squad of their own little dudes, and they're like shooting things and like that's oh, pretty sick. Here. It was it was sick. Like, well, like, I was like I, what the fuck? I, I like stuff. I like when they pull shit off like that in games, and it actually matters. Like, yeah. um, this is this is the problem that I had with the Telltale games, big time. Like, mm-hmm. it's all fake choices. It's all like illusion of choice. Yeah. Like, no, no matter what happens, like ninety percent of the outcomes in those games are the exact same. Like no matter what you do, like the the odd time someone dies and it really just doesn't affect anything in the grand scheme of things. Whereas like uh, I uh, obviously I, I only have experience in Mass Effect too, but with like the suicide mission that was awesome. It's like yeah, you can fuck up the. This is the very end of the game and you can fuck it all up. <laughs> like you've you've come this far, you've done this much, and you can ruin the you can ruin everything that you've worked for right here. Like all you have to do is make the wrong choices. Good yeah. luck. Like I love that. Like I, I liked. Uh, you played GTA Five. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked the end of GTA Five. Yeah. Like I thought the end of GTA Five was awesome. Like, I mean, obviously, there's, there's only one ending that you, you should choose. Um, and there's only, I think that's the canon ending as well, right? Like the one where you team up with everybody. Yeah. Like that's the canon ending, obviously. That's um, what I did. But like I, I like that it gives you that like massively impactful choice. It's like yeah, you, you can end the game right now and just kill one of the characters you've been playing as. Like you can just yeah. pop them and that's the end. But then it also does that whole like right, let's this is let's get down to business. Then you want to say you want to save both your boys. Let's go wipe everybody out that like has been trying to kill you the whole time. And it's yeah. it's such a good feeling that that feeling of like bringing things full circle, which uh, it sounds like it's doing in Andromeda. I never played it, but mm-hmm. and also in like those games, like bringing everything full circle in a meaningful way. Like, hey, remember this? Like, either guy that you wanted to kick his ass, like, or but couldn't, or guy yeah. that you really you know tried your hardest to save and did. Hey, here they are again. Like, they're back to finalize the game and round it all out. I love that shit. Big fan. Yeah. That's good though. I'm glad you. I'm glad you've been enjoying that. You've been. Yeah. You've been playing it a lot, dude. You've been. This is like about four or five podcasts worth of. Yep. Like you playing Mass Effect. So I'd say definitively my order in terms of Mass Effect, in my opinion, from best to worst. I, I say worst from best to least best. Yeah, yeah. And Not but like even bad. then, I'll I'll get to my my the ones at the bottom of the list. So top Mass Effect two, great game, top to bottom. Wonderful ending, the suicide mission thing. Some people don't like the fact that the the last thing you do is like a, a NAF boss battle and it's not particularly hard, but, you know, that's fine. Because um, I don't think that was the actual point of the mission. The point of the mission was like the the parts where your decisions affected by the people lived or died, um, which sort of set the tone for 3 and Andromeda, which was cool. Um, I'd say second place, we've got joint 3 and Andromeda. I think 3 apart from the ending, but I wasn't particularly jarred by the ending in the first place. I didn't think it was particularly good, but I got what they were going for with the whole, this is an inevitable cycle and you have to do something drastic to end it. Um, 
and sometimes when you're dealing with like into like interstellar forces that are way beyond your comprehension they don't make sense so people go like oh it doesn't make sense all the stuff you don't yeah i mean against. that's I something i learned when i was a like, kid yeah. like you know like but like, um and andromeda has just went through it's just, just all the different planets are cool Obviously, it didn't do everything that it promised because it was trying to do it. They were touting like procedural generation, like in its early stages and all that shit. Um, but no, it was great. Loved the the characters. The fact that like the party was only like six people big was quite interesting at the start. I remember like going from three and two, where the party size is quite big, and it's playing Bioware games. Um, you got quite a lot of variety, but having it reduced down to six, I was like, I'm not sure about this. But it gave you more chance to spend time with the characters. The loyalty missions were a lot better um, in Andromeda. They were long. They felt like an actual mission, whereas in other Mass Effects, the loyalty missions are like one or two rooms full of enemies, and then, hey, you've done everything. You um, finished it, yeah. And the I think the my least favorite Mass Effects, the first one, didn't yeah, particularly not, enjoy it 100%. the first time around, all the way back in the day, because of the loading times. And now that they've taken the loading times out, there's not much to the game. Like it's very short. A lot of the side missions take part take uh, place in the same building, like literally the same building with the same three rooms. I I think it's one of those where like um the first the first game like obviously at the time I thought it was fresh as fuck. So <laughs> I was like, yo, this is this is cool. This is new, um, kind of thing. And then it's like. You know, uh, when you when you think back on it, you're like, there really wasn't much to it. It was like, it, it's it's fairly fairly stale after a bit, I would say. Um, the Mako is also fucking horrible. It's like, a lot it's, better in the remaster, I've got to say. It, it's just, I, I don't think those sections were good in general. I think I just yeah. don't think they were well designed. Like, I don't think it needed to be there. I feel like it was a very much just like a, oh, we, we want to put a vehicle in. And just like an, a bit of an afterthought, maybe. Yeah. To put a vehicle in there um but yeah i mean in in general though like i i think two is my favorite even though i've only played two of them <laughs> um two two is just really good i have very very fond memories of two and very very fond memories of miranda very fond memories a little, little bit of an awakening <laughs> back there <laughs> oh good times dude really good times now i have been in the world of gaming um video games and stuff um i have been playing um ratchet and clank yep i have been playing ratchet and clank um rifts apart is it called rifts apart rift between worlds um i always forget the name it's very good you've been playing it as well right yes did you finish it it? because i've not finished it yet i have finished it I've not finished it yet, but I, I hear it's not very long. I think I'm probably quite near the end. Uh, it it depends. It's not that, very long if you just mainline the story, but if you bothered about collectibles and stuff, it's a decent. Yeah, I'm doing I'm I'm doing everything basically. I'm getting like every because one thing, right? I I love this about games that do this. Ratchet and Clank does this. A lot of games don't do this, but some games have now started to do it, and it's fucking ace. When there's collectibles in your game, just give me a fucking map to where they are. Like, yeah. I love that. Let me go solve the puzzle or whatever, or go figure out how I get it once yeah. I'm there, but just give me a map to it, because, like, I'm just gonna go online and struggle with a fucking game FAQs page or some shit to yeah. get it anyway. Like, or I would at love the very least, have, like, a, a way in game where you can buy the ability to find them on the map. 
Yeah, just like give me an ability that like shows me where they are or whatever. Like just because I I love that about Ratchet and Clank. Like once you finish the the level, it's like, hey, there's everything that you missed on the map. Like you can just go get it if you want. I'm like that that makes me want to do it because otherwise I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Otherwise, just absolutely wouldn't, dude. Yeah, especially in open world games. If the game's linear enough and it still doesn't give me anything, I'm not too worried because like I know where what how big the map is. I know what to expect, and I'm one of those people who like checks every corner if the game's linear enough. Obviously, you can't do it in like a big open world because you just drive yourself mad. But like stuff like Mass Effect is a great example because while you would expect it's it's a chore to check everything, it's not because it's actually quite linear when you boil it down to the actual gameplay where you actually go into the world to get collectibles and search for things. Um, but like say in something like um like a just cause or assassin's creed where it's an open world you can't go to every building and check every box i mean you can but you'll drive yourself mental <laughs> it's it's a good ass game though i've been really enjoying it um i i truly think that this is probably the first real next gen game that i've played yeah. like everything else has been very much like a uh port of something else or a remake. usually or a remake like you know demon souls was yeah. um which don't get me wrong i really enjoyed but this is like it's insanely impressive it is very very impressive oh, I, I absolutely loved it like, i've never it's... played a single ratchet and clank title never had a ps2 ps3 um so it's my first introduction to everything and i just loved all the characters so someone described it as like playing a Pixar game. Yeah, everyone's been saying and that. I and I 100% agree. Uh-oh. I 100% agree with that. Like the characters are lovable and cute and very animated. Like they've got like a lot of personality. Um, the game itself, like the worlds and stuff, all the creatures you encounter, it's very, very good. The gameplay's fun, and like I think that's a very important thing. Like it, not only is it just like a really gorgeous game, but the game is fun. It's very, very fun to play. It's very easy to play. It's very simple. Yeah. Um, and it streamlines a lot of the stuff that would be annoying otherwise. Like getting upgrades and stuff like that. I never really felt like I had to go and farm. I felt like I just kind of yeah. kind of like made money as I went along and then was like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna buy this one now. Like, oh, there's a new weapon. Cool. Maybe I'll get it next time I come back. Like when I'm done with the next mission or whatever. Yeah. Um yeah, like, but for real, it geez like it, it it slaps it's really really good so um good. it's so it, one of the most impressive things for me right is the game looks fucking great and then you get to this point where like um i say this isn't like a story spoiler or anything but this is like the first time you see this there's like a rift right like sometimes rifts will appear in levels and they lead you to like a little not a secret level but like a an, another dimension where there's like a little puzzle and you can get a reward for it um the first one of those that I stepped into at Xerxes, I looked yeah. back and was like, so it's still open. You can still see the other world that you just stepped in from, yeah. right? No loading screen or anything. You step between them. You're just in the next one. You go back and you're like, it's still exactly how I left it. And you yeah. like, both worlds exist simultaneously and are still alive. It's not like time freezes in one of them when you walk to another one. No, it's still alive. You can still see the little creatures running around and stuff. Yep. Like and it's all simultaneous with no loading. It's 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 very impressive. Um yeah, the, the game slaps, dude. If you if you have if you are here's the thing, like if you are lucky enough to have a PS5, because I know it's still really difficult for people to get them, um, give it a go. I think that's the only thing that will let this game down, like in terms of um to be honest, I don't think it'll be let down at all, but you know, in terms of like 
um, people actually being able to get a hold of it yeah. and like actually being able to like review it and stuff like that, or you know, really spread the love for it. Um, I think it'll, you know, it may, maybe it'll be a little bit of a downfall for it just because not many people can actually get their hands on it right now. Um, but the, the game is great. If you do manage to like get a PS5 or you know, play on someone else's PS5, like 100%, check it out. Check it the fuck out because it's 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 real good. And uh, now though, I'm kind of like worried about finishing it because I know there's no other like big PS5 games for like ever yeah. <laughs> after this. Like, I don't. Is there actually actually we? So we need to do this next week. We haven't because mm. I completely forgot we haven't touched on this at all. Yeah. Um, sorry to the the gamers in the audience. It was E3 last week. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Not that there's that much to cover because um. It was, uh, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty boring, Ivory. Um, I kind of predicted it would be, um, but I thought that they would show, I thought that they would show more um, that was like going to come out next year. That was my my like whole uh, prediction was that this year is going to be dry for games, but then next year is going to be full of them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I was partly right, but there's a lot that just wasn't, I don't know. I feel like a lot of stuff that was shown was already we already knew it was there. We yes. already knew it existed. And it was a bit but I mean, we can we yeah. we can we can cover that next time. Yeah, I guess. Um I saw a couple of things I'm interested in and that's fine for me. I feel like mm. E3 gave me what I was after um because between playing games and like other hobbies like doing Warhammer, painting minis and stuff. Um, I like just having not buying every new game and like because I'm way past the age of like getting my mates together and buying every new game and playing them regardless whether they're good, bad, whatever. I just like to know that throughout the year I've got a game to occupy me this month, a game to occupy me that month. So I was excited for obviously Elden Ring. Um, that's that's always got to give a, a crack at any Souls game. It's the game um, of show for me, hundred yeah. percent. Again, um, I tell you what was my game of the show. Go on. Forza Horizon 5. Now, I've talked about this in the past on this podcast. I have sunk so many hours into Forza Horizon 4 simply just making a relaxing playlist on iTunes, just sticking my headphones on and just driving, just get the the car you want, um, do it up and all that stuff and just drive along the map and for it's set in england it's like different bits of like english geography mashed together so you got edinburgh at the top you got bamber down the coast you've got the lake bits of the lake district and it's so relaxing and the next one's set in mexico it's apparently going to be like the biggest one yet and it's just nice to just take a nice car out put it in first person view to like simulate your like driving properly and just fucking just relax. So, um, my let next. Go oh, on. No, I was gonna say. Let me say something about like about Forza, right? Forza. Um, I am not a driving game guy. Yeah. And I will never play that game, but I absolutely understand why people do. From like seeing the footage yeah. of it, I'm like, that looks relaxing. It looks fun. It looks yeah. pretty. Like, I imagine that's all you really want in a driving game is like cars yeah. that feel good and then like just nice environments to a drive them through. Of cars with a variety. And just a like, nice area to drive them. Yeah, in. like a nice place to drive them through and just like good cars that just feel good. Like cars that just feel good to drive. It's like that's all you need, right? But yeah, that game looks good, dude. That game looks good. Yep. 
Um, and obviously there'll be other things that pop up that I care about. Like um, I'll probably have a crack at the Down and Pearl remakes for Pokemon, even though there was nothing about them at E3. I've just thought I'd mention it because it's a game that's coming out. Um, yeah, I don't think there's a lot else. There's probably some stuff I'm missing. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, man, um... now I don't play too many games other than the ones. I produce at work. Just, well, I don't produce them myself, but you know what I mean. My company produces. I produce my. I am games. a producer. <laughs> I uh, I still need to play that game. I still need to play Going Medieval. I, yes, I, I Going Medieval. It. Play it. It. I need rocks. to. I need to play it. It does look like it rocks. I just need to. Uh, I've never I, said it's... that before in my life. <laughs> so cringe. <laughs> that's so like that's it so rocks, fucking bro. yeah. That's so like American game developer who's like forty five trying to pitch his game at E three like. And you, the player, rock. <laughs> because, no, I'll tell you why, the how my brain... got a guitar as a weapon. <laughs> I'll tell you how my brain got that. Because I wanted to say that it fucks, but I don't know if, like, the people at work want me saying that this game fucks. But I also wanted to say it rips. And then my brain jumbled it up and just said, rocks. <laughs> <laughs> this game rocks. <laughs> Now oh, you no. are in the band. You are the rock still. That's the worst, dude. I, I, this is one thing that I can't get over, and I'm very, very sorry to all my, uh, all my colleagues um, that I've worked with over an hour in the past over in the US. But I feel like, like, and this, this isn't on them. This is just on the US, right? Like, this is just the American way. Is it seems like America love like corny shit and like marketing and advertisements. Like it yeah. must work because they do it constantly. Like video games all the time. The American like advertisement for it that you see at E3, it's just it's like, just stop. Like it's yeah. like when they have these like fake gameplay sessions, it's like Roger that on my way. Like nobody says that. Nobody does that. I'm locked like, and loaded, two behind the door. <laughs> yeah, like nobody does that. You're like, Yeah, what what over there, mate? One of them, mate. Hey, suck my balls. Like that's <laughs> that's that would be I don't know. Oh. Oh, but I tell um, you what, I, like everyone's like, oh, to be at the door, throwing smoke, some flashbang, all that shit. That never happens. What happens is, um, and I can tell you, um, as a dead certain, if especially if the game has the ability to go on all chat invoice, it'll be me. Shout out to Ryan, my friend Ryan, usually Mike, just running in, shooting people, probably losing because I'm on the team and I'm terrible at shooters, and I always get us ratioed and like as soon as the other team starts talking shit we all just put our mics on global and just start going oh <laughs> oh <laughs> they don't show the real shit no it's like i i don't know it, it, it's super weird to me that um i think actually the thing that i hate the most now the thing that's the most annoying to me is so devolver i think do a really good job of like taking the piss yeah. like they they do a really good job they get it like they understand what the audience thinks is funny. Yeah. Like they totally get that. Um, but then other people are like, Hey, people like that. Let's try it ourselves. Yeah. And whenever any big studio tries to do like a, a self-aware bit, it's just not funny. Like yeah. at all. Like the, um, the outer worlds Two trailer at E3 was not funny. I hated it. I thought it was terrible. I didn't mind it. I didn't, like, think it, it didn't make me laugh or anything, but I was like, okay. Well, this is the thing: is that I know people that are a little bit, a little bit older than me, 
who yeah. work in, you know, who are like professionals in marketing and stuff who thought it was really good. Yeah. So like maybe it's just me and my like real cynical sense of humor in general. You're a like, scrooge. Like I, I don't, I, I, to be honest, I was thinking this the other day. I find really obscure shit funny. Yeah. But I don't like, I don't find regular comedy funny at all. Like I just, I just don't like, I, you know, like, I don't know. Stand up, like unless it's really specific people, I just don't find it funny. I think that's everyone. Like there's stand up comedians I just don't find funny at all. Um, and others that are funny and I could do the same material, but it's all in the delivery and stuff like that. Like that's that's crazy, bro. But let me let me just let me just talk real quick about a couple of bangers. I'll just go quickly for them um before because we'll do a proper refree recap like next week, maybe we'll go through yeah. it. Um, but in terms of like actual bangers, they're making a new WarioWare game, which is fucking ace. Yeah, that looks really good. Um, they're remaking Advance Wars, which is fucking ace. That's one of my like hands down favorite games of all time. I fucking I went in on Advance Wars. Hey, if any of you out there are listening and you want to fucking play me in Advance Wars, I'll put hundred quid down right now. I'll kick your ass. All right, I'll do it. I'll play anyone in Advance Wars as long as I can be grit. That's all. That's all I care about. Um, Monkey Ball fuck yeah like let's go again though a lot of the games i'm getting excited about are like remakes or like new versions of old shit but uh, i don't care um fallen aces look pretty cool which is like uh one of the ga- uh, games by the guys that made dusk you know like yeah. the old they make like a lot of old school fps games and shit um and actually halo infinite's multiplayer looks like it fucking slaps yeah especially being able to just grapple gun things towards you i am like, i am I- actually excited for it it looks yeah. good yeah, I know every game like these days, like Grapple Hook seems to be like the new in thing because like Call of Duty is getting it, Battlefield's getting it, but like they never do it the other way around. Which you know, in, in Halo seems to be doing both, where you can bring stuff to you. Dude, it it looks like it looks fun to use, but as well like the game itself. Like I was, I was a little bit worried when I when I saw the like. Um, first sort of stuff you know the first trailer and that oh i love that i love craig pog i was <laughs> he loved that boy <laughs> but like I, I was a little bit like eh, you know like i can't believe it's taken them this long like to like you know come up with this and it's just like uh, i think they're just having a rough time with it thing is um, the multiplayer looked great but the trailer they showed gave me so much just i was it's like you said like it sort of like american advertisement where it was like He's like floating things like, I only need one bullet. Like, you can't possibly need one bullet. Yeah, like, but oh, they, God. This Jesus is what's weird. Christ, well. Shut up. This is what's really, really weird. And I'm sure, I'm sure a bunch of people were um, like thinking the same thing. Yeah. They showed like a very minimal trailer for Halo Infinite multiplayer, right? Yeah. At the actual convention, out on the actual like floor technically or whatever it is yeah. whatever you want to call it conference right um the dojo yeah in the in the dojo they only showed a little bit um they only presented us with a little flavor of their chi um but then like afterwards they did like a 12 minute on youtube uh video like a 12 minute video about the multiplayer and showing how cool it is yeah. and how much effort they've put into it and it looks sick like the only thing the only thing please Free for free. Don't fuck this up. There's only one thing that could fuck this up right now. Microtransactions. Right? 
No, no, no. That's because they've already talked about what they're doing, and I think it's fine. Like the, the battle pass thing and the fact that you can get old battle passes too, perfect. That's great, right? Um, what they could do that would fuck this up entirely is what happened with the Master Chief Collection, right? In the Master Chief Collection, which is, you know, the remakes of the old Halo game, not remakes, like the remasters. Yeah, the remasters, not remakes, right? Um, to bring the old Halo games to like PC and Xbox, like, you know, modern Xbox consoles. Um, they made auto aim on controller, like aim assist, yeah. far too good. Like it was so good that nobody plays it on PC. And people that were actually like good at the game on PC were saying, I can't play this because it's so good that it is impossible to beat with a mouse and keyboard. Like the aim assist was so, so smart that it would absolutely like, you know, if you were playing on a key, if you were playing someone of the same skill level on a controller and a mouse and keyboard, the controller would win like 10 times. Like they would always win because yeah. it was just far too good. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense now because we I was playing a lot of the Master Chief Collection Halo Three, mm. and notoriously like, but you're in the Discord with all my mates. Yeah, yeah. you ask any one of them how good was Gary at um Halo back in the three sixty days, they will say he was dog shit, the worst player imaginable. You could not, you couldn't hit a, a barn door <laughs> with a cow. Um, and for some reason in the Master Chief Collection, because I play with a controller, because that's just how I play FPSs, I know. Oh, boo. But um, I was just slinging. I was just taking ass just like and checking names. shooting rope. Yeah, I was, I was d- decent positive KDs regularly, all that shit. I was like, oh, if I awoke a demon inside of me, it turns out, no, it's just technology. So Yeah, like, it's... Like, aim assist in that game was far too good like it was it was very 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 good and that like i know that the crossplay is good right crossplay in general is good um it means that the player base stays very very healthy yeah. because you don't need to rely on everybody getting it on one platform and then maybe one platform falling off and then getting you know even more players falling off because you know it's it's done or whatever yeah um but like if it's done well it's gonna own but they they can't let that happen. If the aim assist like is really that bad, like nah, I'm just it's it's gonna it's gonna ruin it. And I don't want it to because I have very fond memories of Halo 3. And Halo Infinite looks like it looks like they've taken some of the good bits of five and incorporated that with like the core multiplayer gameplay of Halo 3. Yeah. Like that's what it looks like to me. Um Halo 3 straight up Best Halo game, fucking slaps. Great game. Me and my boy Lubed um, played that a lot. Yeah. My uh, my friend, my friend's brother, his account on the, on the Xbox was Lubed. Nice. And he was, um, dude, it was incredible. He was called Lubed, and is like, <laughs> he was like the highest rank. He was rank fifty nice. in Halo Three. Like he was real fucking good. Um, and we used to play with him all the time because obviously carriers it was great. Yeah. Coattails, coattails, baby. Coattails in it up, but like, dude, Halo. If they bring back that Halo free feeling, I will play that game all the time. Absolutely. I will. I will be a Halo gamer. Like, uh, I'll play. I'll drop Warzone. I'll just play that. Like yeah. straight up, dude. Like fuck. Like ugh, give it me, dude. That's all I want. Yeah. All I, I don't want, know if I'll chance the campaign, but I'll definitely play the multiplayer. Like dude, let's fun. let's team up. 
let's let's team up and go back to back and fucking cock to cock and take out some and with that we're going to bring this uh, episode to the end Um, (laughs) so tell us what you're doing over the next week james um sorry i just thought there was a game called in the hoop exclamation mark (laughs) announced e3 (laughs) damn (laughs) put it in my (laughs) no what am i doing this week um <laughs> clearly getting help, arrested seeking help touching grass um yeah. all of the above no Living I, in the um, party eating the bugs <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna be working uh, a lot this week um we as a company have um video game coming out this week um nice. dungeons and dragons dark alliance is coming out tomorrow um so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be busy with that all week but um, this is actually the week that I am getting myself back to making content again, baby. It's been like the last stream I did was like a week ago. Um, I'm getting back into the swing of it this week. Like as soon as, you know, the initial launch sort of like, um, chaos yeah. has died down a bit. We're back to streaming. I got a brand new camera. I've got a fucking, a good ass, um, connection here. I'm finally living on my own again, so I can go, oh, and no one can get weirded out by it, Um, except for maybe like somebody lives upstairs, but that's fine. Uh, I don't really mind. Uh, (laughs) I don't really mind that. Yeah, getting back to the content, twitch.tv slash MFZ, probably on Wednesday, Thursday, starting that up. Um, Also watching the football tomorrow. Um, Come on, England. England. Come on, England. Go some fucking goes. I need to figure out. I need to figure out where I can get a uh, a giant drum by eight pm tomorrow, (laughs) so I can just stand in my friend's flat with my shirt off, just (laughs) banging on the drum. Uh, What about yourself, Fal? What are you up to this week? Uh, So this week on Wednesday morning, hopefully if everything goes to plan, fingers crossed, I'll finally be getting a fucking haircut. Oh, Um, mate, I need one. Um, what else am I doing? So for my birthday, I got a lot of um, minis, so I'll be painting a lot of them. Need to finish my um, I got one more Power Ranger Space Marine to finish. So Annihilation minis on Instagram. If you want to check up my progress, I don't post frequently because I just got a lot of other hobbies, but I still do paint. I got for my birthday month, I bought myself uh like a desktop crate thing that folds out and it's got loads of drawers and like a painting surface and stuff like that from Frontier Wargaming which is amazing. Can't wait to get stuck in on that. It's like just an all-in-one station. Laura got me um, a giant um, Idenus Deep King, uh, Deepkin model, which is like some dude who is cape is like a tsunami, and it's like a, quite a big model. So I'm excited to start King. work on that. Um, and also Laura's parents got me um the marvel crisis protocol board game which comes with unpainted like superheroes and stuff like that and supervillains so i'm excited to paint those nice. um i will be painting iron man in war machine colors because fuck iron oh, man oh yeah let's go um, war machine's sick he is and then finally to round out the the stuff to do with minis laura got me um a ring light on an arm with a magnifying glass in the middle so i'll be able to do better detail and oh, stuff get really oh, it- are you gonna be like one of those little like doctor guys like fucking i am yeah i've already been able to uh see the various 
organisms oh, living on my own head. Please show me a picture. Please show me a picture of that because yeah. I I guarantee he's gonna look like Al from Al's Toy Barn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what's happening with me. What else am I that's doing? Sick. That's it, I think. And hopefully, my mouth will be fixed by various dental surgeons and dentists over the next. I hope me, so next as well. Weeks. I hope so as well. Um, last question of the week before um, we, you know, call it call it quits for yep. the night. Um, do you listen to the song Laura by the Scissor Sisters with Laura? Does she like it? Uh, I don't actively like. We don't sit down to listen to it together. Like, it's <laughs> do you not just ritual, do that sometimes? But we, I, as far as I know, we both enjoy the song. It's a good song. It's a slapper, isn't it? Scissor Sisters. Have, hey, like, shout out to Scissor Sisters. The, top the Scissor head. Sisters have got some fucking yeah. big tunes. Let's like have some, a Kiki War Kid. Some real fucking hearty tunes. Let, let's go. Let's fucking go. All right. Um. Anyway, that's gonna be it for us this week. Um. We'll catch you next week. Much love. Um, yep. you know, as always, um, happy Pride, happy Juneteenth. Um, yep. for the weekend just gone. Um, fuck JK Rowling and fuck the feeling. Um, and their fuck terrible I song, also. Fill My Little World or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> fill, fill My Little Hole right up. Um, oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> and on that note, we'll <laughs> It's called Landfill Indy for a reason, my friend. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.